Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And I have a message today that's uh, near and dear to my heart uh, because I've been through some stuff. I know you've been through some stuff too. And maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe it's where someone that's near and dear to you is right now. And kind of what prompted this is because someone near and dear to me is going through some really really like crap, rugged stuff. In that place, God doesn't always make sense. You know, he's supposed to be a God of love, but he's not looking lovely. He's not looking present. He's not looking attentive. He's not looking powerful. He's not looking whatever it is we need him to look like. And he's not making sense. And in that place, we're feeling pain, we're feeling uh, setback, we're feeling loss, we're feeling anger, we're feeling confusion, we're feeling rage, we're feeling whatever we feel. And let me just say this, whatever you are feeling, I'm going to say something really brilliant, you might want to write this down, is what you're feeling. Uh, Whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling, and it's okay to feel whatever you feel. It's important. Feelings are diagnostic. And a lot of times, especially in the church, but just in life, we, you know, we want to do away with the negative feelings. We have this, this a little bit of a la-la land complex that if we're feeling badly, that something is terribly wrong. And I'm not saying that something is not terribly wrong, but what I'm saying is bad, you're going to feel crappy sometimes, and you're not going to get through this life unscathed. And it doesn't always mean that you did something wrong. And sometimes you did something wrong. (laughs) There are natural consequences. If we stick our hand in the meat grinder, our hand is going to be ground up. And if we're like, well, if you're God, make my hand not be ground up. He just doesn't play those games. Uh, And it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he doesn't control you. And the other thing is he also is not going to violate your free will if you insist on sticking your hand in the meat grinder. But, you know, sometimes it's not very satisfying. And I understand that. Uh, a lot of times when we're going through trials, we, we get into the, why is this happening to me? And that's very common. That's understandable, but it's not always helpful. You know, um, God gave us some heads up. He said, in this world, you will suffer tribulation. And, you know, tribulation is not a namby-pamby word. It's not like a bad hair day. Tribulation actually literally is from the word tribulum, which is the millstone that ground grain, that ground it, that crushed it. Okay. So sometimes in this world, you will be ground and crushed. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is not a surprise. But he also said, that's not the end of it. You know, he said, but cheer up, I have overcome the world. Now, sometimes in this overcoming the world, we kind of maybe have a sense that, God, you should be up there waving your magic wand. And because you love me. And if you don't wave your magic wand, you don't love me. And that's not what that means. But sometimes it feels that way. Uh, Sometimes you can do all the right things and the right things do not happen to you, at least in the short term. 
right? And so it feels like, well, maybe you're a God of love, but you're not just. Our problem is, is that a lot of times we want justice for all kind of for everyone else. (laughs) And we want mercy for ourselves. I'm just saying. So we are kind of funny creatures uh, with that. But, you know, and, and I'm not trying to make fun of your pain because when you're in pain, you're just in pain. And I have suffered pain and I've suffered great things, you know, and, and uh, a part of, you know, pain that comes up means that something's wrong. God didn't intend us to be in pain, but we were born into a fallen world. And if we think that somehow the world is not fallen, fallen, we've entered into the new millennium or that, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, let's, we're not on crack. Let's not be on crack. Let's just like, there is pain. Uh, We do have tribulation. You know, uh, he also said that, you know, do not be alarmed when persecutions, when bad things happen to you, they're happening to everybody. So, you know, we don't want to in our, um, in our pain, uh, allow ourselves to get into a persecution complex that, you know, we're being singled out as if we're the only ones that are suffering this. And, you know, it's never helpful really to compare pain because it, it, it doesn't solve the problem. And so a couple things to help you with this, because I'm here to be helpful, not just to kind of agree with the problem or just unpack the problem. So now you were started out depressed and now you're really depressed because we've really been focusing on the problem. But I want to make sure that we're actually looking squarely, soberly, like Houston, we really do have real problems. Okay. We're not in la la land. Uh, You know, we've not entered into paradise. There are issues and there are things that you can do to make things better or at least make things not worse. Okay. And sometimes we, in, in, in the, in the initial portion of our trial, we need to practice damage control. What do I mean by that? Well, okay. Some horrible thing happens. Well, probably this is not the time to go out and have an affair. Probably this is not going to be helpful for you to be shooting up drugs or to go on a a binge, a drinking binge, or, you know, a, eating so you're in pain, you know, binge or whatever the thing, you know, let's not make a bad situation worse. Let's not tell our boss where he can or she can shove it, you know, in our anger, let's not sin. And, and, you know, be angry. So anger is going to be a thing. Okay. Be angry, but don't sin. So what does that mean? Well, let's operate in some self-control. So we're not kind of blowing up the entire world because maybe we feel blown up inside, but I have news for you. Um, Our pain is not all there is. And it's really important to maintain a level of objectivity outside yourself in the midst of all your feelings, which can come up as rage and come up with all sorts of things that you realize this is not all there is. This is not your entire life that, you're special, but you're not a special case. Okay. And that somewhere in there is a God who still is love and has answers for it, but it may not come about as immediate pain relief. Uh, Sometimes we're just going to have to experience some stuff as we go through and we want to go through relatively as adults. Like if you're going to pitch a fit, give yourself a 
number one, do it in a safe place so you don't wipe out everybody around you. And then give yourself, you know, if you're going to indulge, give yourself some limitations on your indulgence. Okay, now I'm going to get, I'm going to give myself exactly two hours to really feel sorry for myself. (laughs) And then at the end of that time, if you have to set up a timer, do it. I'm going to like, okay, I'm done feeling sorry for myself. Okay. Um, Give yourself some limitations so you don't make a bad situation worse. Let's practice some damage control. The other, and and you have that ability because God did place inside you self-control. You're in his image and likeness. So you have that fruit inside you that you can draw upon. And, you know, sometimes you just do the best you can, right? I mean, and it may be sloppy and you know what? We can handle sloppy. God can handle sloppy. The other thing that's not particularly helpful is asking God why. And now it's human to do so, but usually number one, usually God doesn't answer that question. And I have a couple of theories about that. Now, I, it's not like I have the be all end all, but these are my theories. <laughs> you can add your own. Um, number one, I don't think it's particularly helpful because at the end of the day, we kind of know why. We just don't like it. It's not a satisfying answer. And I think that's part of the thing, because if God laid it out, lined, it would not satisfy. And that is we live in a fallen world. People do have free will. And people can choose to do horrendous things and like freak things can happen. Um, So if you're going to be in that place, give yourself like the two hour statute of limitations or something so you can flip out of that because that will not lead you any good place. Okay. Don't dwell in that place, but okay. In that place where we live in a fallen world, God's not a control thing. He didn't, he hasn't controlled you yet. And so he's not going to control other people. And in the place where free crap, stupid happens and it's crazy and it impacts innocent people. I think what's important is at that time is that we retreat back to what we do know. What do you know? Because there are, I guarantee you, there are some things, you know, you may feel like your entire world's upside down. You don't know anything anymore, but I guarantee you there's something deeper than all of that. And it's in that place where you're one with him even if you don't know that, okay, where God, you are love and you care about me. And I'm so angry at you right now. I want to spit in your face. That may be something. Just be honest with that if it is. But I do know these things because nothing's changed about who he is. How you're experiencing him has changed. And understand something, our experience This is important. This is for the adults out there or the adult wannabes. Okay. Your experience does not define all there is. There is experience outside what you're experiencing now. You know, I remember when a lot of the kind of catastrophes happened in my life. Um, I was so pissed that the world was like, how is it possible that the world's like, how is it possible that the world is still just kind of going on its merry way? Like it should stop. And at least do a moment of silence, something. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> because I'm not the be all end all. And it's not that God doesn't care. And it's not that people don't care, but it's not the be all end all of their life either. Okay. And so some of these things are just hard lessons, but they're solid lessons because it's in that place where things are upside down, where there are some truths. 
And even if you're questioning those, okay, it's okay. It's okay to question. It really is okay to question. But understand if in your questioning, it just leads you to more and more and more and more and more depression, maybe that line of thinking isn't serving you. Because if you're not leaving space for hope, and I'm not saying that hope's not there. I'm saying is you may need to choose to leave space for hope, that there's more than what you know now, even though you can't see it. Because I guarantee you, neither you nor I are seeing all the different permutations. We're not seeing this in in the breadth of God's ability to redeem, in the breadth of eternity, in the breadth of how He's able to heal, in the in the breadth of Him of God being able to make beauty for ashes. And if all you are doing right now is wallowing in ashes, I'm so sorry. That is so painful. It's just not all there is. And so we need to guard our hearts and work in some uh, uh, self-control here where we don't allow our minds to push out because we're pissed. (laughs) We do this, right? There's no hope. It's never going to change. God is a lie. He doesn't exist. He doesn't care. No, he does exist. He is love. He does care. And he may have to work around the back door there, there, you know, where, when you're kind of your worst scenario comes true. Okay. When that actually like happens, you know, I had a, 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 a colleague and, and, and peripheral friend, um, you know, whose teenage son committed suicide. I'm like, Oh my God, like, how do you like that requires supernatural recovery to recover from something like that. I just, yeah, like no words, right? I've got another friend who's very close and, you know, who's uh, suffering from, you know, uh, some problems with um, an upcoming pregnancy and things like that was like, oh my God, no idea what to say about that. You know, and these are good people who've done the right things and the right things aren't happening to them. You know what I mean? And so in that place where we're grappling, we're grappling, we're grappling, we're grappling, we have to leave a space where God is who he says he is, even if I'm not experiencing it right now. You know, the unspeakable happens. People get murdered. Babies get raped. You know, horrible diseases happen. Freak accidents happen. We harm one another. We torture one another. I mean, just you know, satanic ritual abuse happens. All sorts of hellish stuff happens. We do live in a fallen world. And I, and if that's you, I'm sorry. And let me say this, God is sorry too. And he does care. It's important for you to be able to connect with his heart. Because sometimes what you really need, you don't need some brilliant theological premise. You, you just need God to say, I'm sorry. And a lot of times he is. Let me just say this. He's sorry for every place where you kind of felt like you got stuck in the meat grinder. It was not okay with him. He was not over there saying, I'm going to work out some greater purpose. So let me stick my kids in the meat grinder. Mm -mm -mm. He is love and the ends is love and his means are love. But the means that things pan out and fall out are not always lovely. And they're sometimes horrific. And I'm sorry too, if that's you. But let me just say this, there is more than what you are experiencing. Allow yourself, discipline yourself to create that space. Because, you know, when you hope against hope, 
when uh, you just believe there's something out there, even though you can't see it, because there is something out there that you can't see. God is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing, creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight. He's the one that brings beauty for ashes. You know, it wasn't just, uh, he didn't just say, I bring beauty for ugly things. He said ashes. Ashes is complete destruction. There's no life. There's no resurrection. It's all dead. It's all ugly. It's all gray. It's all destroyed. How in the hell are you going to create beauty for this? Well, that's why he is who he is. But sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a while. And in the place, we have to entrust our hearts to God to keep them in a place where we can have a space for hope, where we can have a space to believe that God is who he still says he is and not get bitter. We may need to forgive 500 zillion times. That's okay if that's what you need to do. We, you may need to have your screen, screaming, shake your fist at God a couple times. Well, you know what? That's just, that means you're actually trying to connect to a person who you may say that is not there, but you know he's there. And come clean so that he can minister to you. There's something in it. This is why they call it peace past understanding. Because your brain is saying there is no peace. There will never be any peace. It's not, you know, whatever. And then, oh, my God, you took me to peace. How did you do that? Because he's God. And he's greater than the sum of everything that you are experiencing that feels like it's all there is. He's greater than all that mess. And God is redeeming all things to himself. You know, he stopped me in an airport one time and he said, I'm redeeming. And I'm going, that's great. Let me write that down because I think this is big. Yeah. And he said, I'm redeeming beauty. I'm making beautiful things in the place, broken, ugly, fallenness, where there seems like it's all darkness, all hell, all of that. He is redeeming it. But it does take a while. It does take a while sometimes. And sometimes it takes some work on our part. And let me just say, probably it's just not going to be fair. I'm sorry, it's not fair. But I will say where sin is abound, grace does much more abound. So you get unfair grace. And it's important that we tug on all those things while we're working all these things and while we're grappling them out. And if they're kind of accusations that we have against God, it's important to be honest about that because that's going to interfere with our relationship with God, not on his end. He's, he's good to go. He knows they're there. It's not like, we're not a surprise to him, but it will cause us to shut ourselves off from him. And he is your source. If you shut yourself off from God, there is no hope. And, but you know, the truth is he can always come in the back door. So it's, <laughs> there's always hope, but sometimes there appears to be no hope. Okay. And that needs ministry. That needs ministry. And sometimes God in your place of pain will just sit with you in silence because he's not trite and he doesn't give you stupid religious words. Okay. Um, But he will show up and he does care. And he is so sorry about so much of that's happened to his kids and it's not been okay with him. And he can start to heal your heart and rebuild your life in the place where it feels like there is nothing but ashes. That is his promise for you. He's so capable. He is so capable. And sometimes where God doesn't make sense, your heart and your spirit resonates where your mind is like, 
I don't get this, but I know this to be true. And sometimes it's a matter of retreating back into your knower where you know past everything else that's going on and he can start to minister to you there. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you today. Um, Share this with someone who needs this. Uh, If you're needing to connect with God and maybe ask these questions or whatever and and need some help, uh, you probably, honestly, if it's super hard, you probably will need some counseling. Some people are like, I can't afford counseling, whatever that is, um, or whatever that is, or maybe you could want to try this. I am going to recommend my book, uh, Marked by Love for that, because it helps guide you through encounters with the person of love and particularly in these places that have lost hope um, that have been so harmed um, that feel like God doesn't make sense, help you get through whatever's hindering your ability to connect with God. If you're angry at him, if you feel like you're um, you did something wrong and God's punishing you, Oh my God, just get delivered from that right now. But whatever that is, it will help you break through those. Uh, If you apply it, this is the book form that gives more information, love encounter breaks. And then I do have a workbook. If you need more journaling, more intensive journaling, I also have an online course you can take that will help um, walk you through that. It contains um, um, 10 video <clears throat> sessions, uh, the complete workbook to help you work through it. Um, <clears throat> it. It gives you written content. It gives you uh, audiovisual content. Uh, you can be part of the Marked by Love uh, student group and work things out that way. Um, there's lots of resources if you're needing help and you're feeling isolated and you feel like you can't do counseling or haven't found your counselor yet, or maybe just as an adjunct to um, the counseling that you're getting. Whatever you need, God will provide what you need. He is that faithful. He will provide to help you get out of where you feel stuck and help it make sense again, help your life make sense, help him make sense. And it's amazing on the other side, you have a massive, massive, massive upgrade. Listen, when you meet God in the place of your greatest compromise, you really start to know God. When you meet God in hell, you know, you, you are, you're this, the hells of life, they don't shake you Otherwise, because because you know God and no one can take that away from you. It's about intimacy. And sometimes the greatest place for intimacy to be formed is in those places of those hardest places. Because God, if God is not God in hell, he's not God. Okay. And I'm, I'm not making this a theological heaven, hell, afterlife thing. I'm talking about the hell of your life. Okay. Um, anyway, I hope this is helpful for you today. Take advantage of resources. I have lots of resources on my website. I've got blogs. I've got videos. I've got free download loadable things. I've got products for sale to help you in your journey. Love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.